It's Friday. It's five o'clock. It's time for the BWI Daily Edition and back. It only took us three weeks of the college football season to get everything sorted out, but we have once again Ryan Snyder's best bets coming up on the show and recruiting information from our insider. Stay tuned on the BWI Daily Edition. There he is, Ryan Snyder, recruiting insider here on the show. We're going to be talking about his uh, primary job, which is to be our recruiting intel reporter, getting us information from recruits, interviews, uh, and then, of course, predictions, all that stuff. But his side job, a growing sharp in the business of uh, sports betting. We'll be getting to Ryan Snyder's best bets on the show today. Ryan, I am so hyped for the weekend that if our streaming platform could handle it, I'd just be playing hype music in the background the whole show. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm not that hyped for the weekend. I mean, I got to work all weekend. But uh, I'm <laughs> going to go see Javen Williams tonight. Uh, so heading up to Reading here in a little bit to go watch him play Burks Catholic. Excited to see that. Obviously, tomorrow tomorrow looks like a fun day of college football. Not like the greatest slate, but there are some – I think it's like an underrated slate, I guess you would say, uh, of some fun games. Obviously, Penn State, Auburn. We'll get into all that. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh, looking forward to – Seeing Javen and then also looking forward to potentially getting back up to Penn State next weekend. I haven't been to a game yet. We're, we're trying to figure out my schedule. Uh, I know I'm going to go see Quentin Martin next Friday. So I don't know. It depends, on, it depends on if I sleep over in Pittsburgh and then go to State College. I'm trying to figure that stuff out still. But lots to talk about recruiting-wise and uh, lots to talk about with uh, a massive game this weekend. So let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. By the way, Javen Williams, friend of the show. Uh, and I believe last time yeah. I saw him, he said, hey, so uh, I think he watches the show. So, hey, you say, Javen, hey, T. Doing? <laughs> yeah, he did. Like James. Hey, T. Hey, T. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at that every time. Every time you ask a question. Hey, T. Anyway, let's go. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, you talked to a couple of recruits this week, um, and we're going to start with Dakari Nelson because there's some information there. And I think Penn State fans want to hear from you how they should feel about that information. So. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. setting you up with very little here, but tell us what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll let me give credit where credit's due. Sean, Sean did most of the legwork on this one, but we, uh, you know, we're always chipping away at things together nowadays. But Sean, Sean did do most of the legwork on this one. Uh, I think so. It came out a couple of days ago that the card Nelson was going to be at the Penn State Auburn game this weekend, and that perked everybody up, right? Because he was uh, obviously at the Old Miss. Uh, I think Old Miss had a barbecue or something like that in July, and uh, that grabbed people's attention. And of course. Uh, Tamari and Parker decommitting and, and Dakari and Tamari being friends. It just kind of, he's been a guy we've been watching, right, for a little while. So uh, just digging a little bit on that more. Uh, it, it sounds like Penn State feels pretty good about that situation. It doesn't sound like they need to be, or fans need to be too worried about Dakari. Yes, he is going to Auburn tomorrow. Uh, I don't think he'd be going to Auburn if they're playing any other team, put it that way. Uh, I'll also note that James Franklin is expected to see Dakari Nelson play tonight. Uh, one of the assistants will be with him. I don't remember which one offhand. I apologize. But uh, I do expect uh, James Franklin to be watching his game tonight. And like I said, just, just digging a little bit more on that situation. Penn State seems to be feel pretty good. And I, I know when he went to Old Miss, uh, you know, there just was some, not concerns, but just kind of wondering, you know, how, how much is he going to look around? And then also, if, if, you, if you go back even further to, to before he committed to Penn State, you know, Takari was constantly saying he wanted to take visits during the season. So, yes, he yeah. is doing that. Uh, but I, I think it'll be it'll intrigue me a lot more if he goes and visits other schools after Auburn. Uh, because right. I, I like I said, I, I think he's going to Auburn mainly mainly to watch Penn State or at least that's that's the impression 
uh, that most of the people we speak with uh, are under. So still think to feel good on that one. Don't get too worked up about the Kari, but uh, if he pops up on another campus later, then we can all freak out. <laughs> well, you know, I, we, we do our best, but I think people are going to freak out either way. So interesting to Probably. note, of course, uh, another uh, player down south that Penn State has to keep wrangled during the college football season. There's a couple of them. Elliot Washington was on uh, TV the other night, so you can check that out and see how he played against uh, St. Francis, right? He was playing St. Francis. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I tried watching it. My kids did not cooperate. I wish we could talk about <laughs> it, but. I was laying in bed reading stories and doing the things you do with two-year-olds, so I didn't get the. How dare that. you be a father? You don't have a personality outside this camera. Don't don't. I don't tried to. That. I tried to give him melatonin and everything, guys. It was not working. It was not working. So, Apparently, sorry, they're as hyped I'll, as I am for the weekend. Yeah, I'll catch up on it then. It's like, fortunately that's the nice thing about those ESPN games is they're on uh, you know on ESPN Plus and you can go back and rewatch them. But uh, yeah, yeah, didn't didn't get to watch that as much as I would have liked last night. Uh, but a couple of other guys as well, um, 2025 players that you were able to catch up with. Uh, both of these guys were at the Ohio game, correct? And, and these yeah. are both pretty high targets for the Nittany Lions in the future. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Saka, I mean, we, we've talked about Anthony a couple times on this podcast. Uh, we have a 6'2.5", 215 linebacker out of St. Joseph's Prep. Right now, Anthony's playing safety. And I think if you ask Anthony, he likes safety. Uh, I just the, the question here, of course, is just how much is he going to to grow? And that's why on three has him listed as a linebacker. I mean, again, already 6'2", 215. Uh, that's, that's pretty much where Penn State likes their linebackers at. So I, I do think that long-term, that's going to probably be where the discussion's at. Uh, Basaka came back for the Ohio game this past weekend. We had a, we had a quick chat earlier this week about it. And uh, one thing I learned is, well, actually, I knew this kind of going into it, it was this was actually Saka's first game. Uh, a regular season game at Penn State since he was really young. I mean, he said he's been to a blue-white game in the last couple of years. But aside from that, he hasn't been coming up here, of course. And, of course, uh, Tony Saka, Penn State, uh, former Penn State quarterback, is his father. So you would think that he'd, he'd be up here a little bit more than he has, but he, but he really hasn't. So he had good things to say about that experience, said, uh, you know, something everybody needs to see at least once, good things like that. And uh, caught up with Gabe Infante, who uh, is previously St. Jo uh, Joseph Prep's head coach. He's now an analyst at Penn State. Uh, but just just good thing to say overall. One thing I'll also add with Sacco is that he he confirmed that his hotel is booked for the whiteout game, guys. So uh, he he will definitely be back here. And uh, you can tell he comes from a Penn State family. They knew to book that hotel well in advance. Yeah. So good them. They, they they know the deal up here. Unlike all those other hundred kids who are going to end up sleeping in Dubois. Uh, a couple, couple <laughs> get that Clearfield one where you're right off the exit and it's only a forty minute trip. That was sweet in there. Anyway, uh, McDonough, McDonough uh, defensive end, Jeff Exner is another one I think I think fans need to know about. He was up this past weekend. Uh, we have at 6'1", 205. Uh, Jeff doesn't have the, the the deep offer sheet that Saka has right now, but he's going to be a, a serious player. Uh, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Tennessee, USC uh, is another one early off for him. And uh, the, the thing with Exner that I think fans need to know is that there's a there's a strong family tie. Uh, to Kenny Sanders here, which which you know certainly should help Penn State. I mean, if you read our my interview with him the other day, I mean, he flat out kind of admitted, like, yeah, this is this is going to have a have somewhat of an impact on him. Now he they're not uh, related directly or anything like that, but um, you know, Exner, excuse, I think Exner's uh, uncle uh, was like maybe Kenny Sanders' best friend growing up or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I know there's 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 strong ties there with with Exner and Sanders, and of course Sanders is you know, arguably one of Penn state's ace recruiters. So just, just keep that in mind moving forward again, 2025 player. 
Uh, but he is from McDonough. Uh, McDonough has sent the, the vast majority of its top prospects to Penn State over the years. And um, so far, Penn State hasn't offered anyone in the 2024 class from McDonough. And just from looking at things, it, it seems like Exeter is going to be the next top 20, uh, top McDonough guy uh, mm-hmm. to to have Penn State's interest. So get to know him. Great kid, by the way. I mean, I've, I've been talking to Jeff for a little while now. I, of course, I went to see McDonough last year when Deny was down there. That's when I really got to know him. Um, just just great personality, good good, good kid. And I think you're going to see his recruitment really take off in the months ahead. Well, checks all the boxes from what I've uh, interacted with the McDonough, uh, at least the defensive players that I, I've, I've mm-hmm. talked to here on the show. Like high character, good kid, great personality, yeah. works hard. They seem to all check those boxes. Uh, speaking of checking some boxes, Penn State needs a receiver. They need some help in the class of 2023. The search continues, and there's a couple of news and notes here that we want to get to. So what's going on at receiver? What is the movement this week at that position? Yeah, new new wide receiver offer. Uh, one that I haven't heard a lot about. We've been digging a little bit, and uh, this was a player that I hadn't really been paying attention to going into. Uh, Tayshawn Lyons, a four-star prospect out of Hayward, California. Uh, on three has him ranked number 191 in the country. The on three consensus has him at number 355. So our scouts, uh, Charles Power and those guys, they think they, they clearly think higher uh, of Lions than than what the industry average is right now. Uh, Lions is going on an official visit to Notre Dame this weekend, though, and I do think the Irish seem to be the favorite. Uh, but of course, not not all's well in South Bend right now. So I'll be curious to see if uh, recruiting momentum that they have kind of slows down a bit, but. You know, I will I will note that that Lions, or at least you know, majority of my coworkers uh, have been expecting Lions to to end up at Notre Dame, and and this weekend is his official visit. So we'll see how things play out there. But uh, Penn State extended an offer to him. I believe it was uh, Wednesday. I believe it was. Uh, can I can I just tell you what my week is like? Because uh, cool. we talked about this last year when, when we when we go over some of the stuff and we talk about other teams and other conferences. We're pretty dialed into Penn State. We're dialed into what's going on on game day. You don't really get to watch the full buffet of football. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Notre Dame lost to Marshall until yesterday. Charles Huff, <laughs> really, really. Jeez, I was you're hosting so a deep. college football podcast. Jeez, because I was so deep in the Auburn film for four I'm days. Yeah, no, I, I was dissecting well. their run game for like three days and arguing with people about like, listen, it's not a magic formula that you put on a Jersey that looks like, you know, the Auburn Jersey and magically you're better at run blocking, which by the way, I did say on the Wednesday show that I was going to write an article and I was going to, you know, show my work on that show. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, that came up today, this morning, Friday on the BWI uh, uh, main page. So blue illustrated.com sign up for a dollar. You get access to my uh, film study and to his recruiting Intel. So that's all up there. I'm up to speed on Marshall. Anything else uh, I missed this weekend? And more importantly, maybe get us back to the recruiting information at the receiver position. <laughs> well, App State beat Texas A&M. If you want to get into that stuff, and and by the way, if you're if you're doing if you're spending three days, you're spending. Three, did you not know that? Did you not know? State <laughs> no, I knew. Texas I knew A&M? that one. I knew that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you're spending three days watching Auburn run game, buddy, I you got you got some problems. So I got to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, but anyway, let's talk recruiting for a second. So uh, the the big thing is yes, Penn State is absolutely trying to get another another wide receiver in. Uh, I think I think there's four guys. If you're including Tayshawn Lyons in this, I think there's really four guys uh, that make the most sense right now. Uh, 
the newest name to kind of emerge this past week was was Carmelo English. And I shouldn't say he's emerging this past week. We've been watching him for a little while, but he had been committed to Auburn, uh, which is funny because Penn State's playing Auburn this weekend. Uh, 5'11", 182, four-star prospect out of um, Phoenix City, Alabama, which if that sounds familiar, Central is the high school. That's where Tamarian Parker played. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out there. But uh, Penn State is – Poking around here. I mean, they'd they love to get English on campus. I believe English is still going to the Auburn game this weekend. I, I got to double or triple check on that, but I believe he's still expected to go to that game this weekend. Um, we'll see. I, I, I'm just with the whole Tamarian Parker thing and, and, you know, him being his teammate. I'm just I'm curious to see where that goes. Penn state seems to have a relationship there. You know, they're saying there's, there's interest and things like that, but just whenever a player decommits from there, there's, I just I'll see it I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing if that yeah if that makes sense uh and then the other two are Cam Selden and Edwin Joseph and, and we've been talking about these guys I think for a while now you know Cam is still very much committed to Tennessee uh but there is certainly continued talks going on there with, with Penn State and that not much has really changed I think over the last month I mean we, we've been I think I mentioned I don't know maybe three four weeks ago that uh Cam is reaching out to Penn State, basically, uh, which which is good to good to hear. It's not just Penn State reaching out to him; it's it's yeah. it's uh, vice versa as well. So that's always an intriguing sign. You know, I've had a lot of people asking, like, "Well, has anything changed? Any updates?" All signs point to those two weekends in October, the Minnesota Whiteout game, of course, and then Ohio State the following weekend. Like, that's when we're going to really learn, like, you know, who's who's the guys coming out of the bushes, right? <laughs> that have been right. talking to Penn State, but. You know, it's kind of on the low, you know, how interested are they? You know, if they pop up at those games, which I think some some will. I don't know who exactly, but some guys are going to pop up. Uh, that's That'll that'll be when we learn that stuff. So we're still probably a couple of weeks away from getting those uh, visitor lists and getting in touch with guys. But um, for the most part, there seems to still be um, positive talks there uh, with Cam Selden. And then the other one, Edwin Joseph, I, I, I'm keeping an eye on him for a visit here in the near future. I, I wrote about him this week. You, you know, our, our fans uh, who subscribe should, should know what I'm talking about there. Uh, he does have an offer from Miami. And then this is a new one. Of course, he's, excuse me, I, I should say he's from Miami, Hollywood, Florida, plays with Shamanad Madonna. Shamanad Madonna, um, three-star prospect. That's a tongue twister. Shamanad Madonna. I, mean, I love don't, that. Don't cut Shamanad that clip. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut. Someone's going to cut that clip. Anyway, uh, <laughs> six foot, 171. Uh, so, the Miami offers for defense, which is intriguing to me because I always kind of was under the impression he was a little more interested in being a wide receiver. So let's see how mm-hmm. that plays out. But I mean, all of my coworkers seem to think it's just a matter of time till he ends up in Miami. We'll see. I think Penn State's going to get him on campus here soon. Later, stuff is in the works there. So let's just kind of see how it uh, how it all shakes out. But keep an eye on Edwin Joseph. Keep an eye on Carmelo English. Keep an eye on Cam Selden. Obviously, I, I still think Cam Selden is the guy there. I mean, Cam Cam was a very important defensive prospect for them. Then Cam decided yeah. he wants to – he certainly wants to play offense and commits to Tennessee. And, um, you know, he's he's still firmly committed to Tennessee. But I just wouldn't be shocked at all if he ends up at that whiteout game in, in uh, about a month from now. So if you want the good stuff and you want all of the stuff, check out bluewhiteillustrated.com. Sign up for just $1. The link is in the description of the video. It's also – just Google it. You'll get there. $1, 12 months of access for all of Ryan Snyder's Intel. Now we're going to get to Ryan Snyder's best bets. And for those of you that are joining us new, and there's a lot of new uh, subscribers and followers here on the show since last season. Uh, Ryan is a budding expert in the area of sports betting. So he's going to give you his uh, best bets for the weekend. And, uh, 
and 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 for those of you who remember the show from last year, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This is the greatest piece of video that I've ever put together. So if you're watching, or if you're listening on the podcast version, um, I encourage you. First off, there's gonna be 30 seconds of music here, but uh, check out the YouTube video. Uh, it is worth it. And now that I've overhyped it, let's go. I think this is gonna be one of the best seasons Toledo's ever had. Uh, we'll do the official play will be minus seven and a half first half. Degenerate in me sometimes watches a little Hawaii, you know. Uh, Stanford, I'll, I'll, I'll lay 12 with Stanford. Vanderbilt stinks. I had them last week against Notre Dame. That was a winner. Burning money. <laughs> Burning money. <laughs> it was really good up until the end where you're like, hey, everyone, you want to burn your money? Listen to these picks. That was pretty good. And by the way, t- the, the only thing the only thing that's Toledo won seven to six last year. So it wasn't one of their best seasons <laughs> ever. But, but I had higher I had higher uh, expectations for them in the end. But yeah, good job, T Frank. Appreciate that. Uh, but that was really, good. that just- was pretty good. You are the star of this because 41 and 28 is your record last year. You are firmly above 500. I know in the middle of the season, you were a little disappointed in your efforts, but you rallied for an exceptional season last year. Oh, yeah. So November was good. We had a great November. We we were hitting four and one, four and one, you know, three and two. I think we had one week that was five and oh. November was good. So don't pay attention to anything this month or next month and (laughs) Check back in November, folks. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. So what's coming up for week three? Syracuse at Purdue, Georgia, South Carolina, Iowa, Nevada, Fresno State, USC, and of course, our game of the week, Penn State versus Auburn. The Penn State game is always the game of the week unless they're on the bye. So we're going to get to these one by one, and let's start with Syracuse, Purdue. Uh, what are you looking here for uh, the Boilermakers? I'm assuming this is going to be based on their ability to score points. I, I should stop trying to guess and just ask. I'm going Syracuse. No, going go the opposite here. So uh, it's pretty early, but if any of you guys have watched Syracuse this year, they are they are arguably one of the most improved teams in football, I think. Uh, I, what's standing out to me right now is the play of Garrett Schrader, who if you are if you follow Penn State recruiting, uh, Garrett has long been, uh, or, or excuse me, was one of uh, uh, Joe Moorhead's top targets back in the day. So you know, I have familiarity with Garrett. I've been following him. He went to Mississippi State. I've been following him for a long time. And I, I'm personally just kind of happy to see uh, the way he's been playing here in recent weeks. He's got five touchdown passes, complete about 80% of his passes, no interceptions. Yes, one of those games was against UConn. The other was against Louisville. They're not, you know, UConn's nothing great or anything like that. But he, he's playing well. The other thing you got to know is, is Sean Tucker, uh, one of the best running backs in the country. Sean Tucker will be an NFL draft uh, pick, I believe. I, I don't know if he's going to be – I think it will be 2023. I think he can come out this year. Uh, he was a, a dope walker semifinalist, had nine games over 100 yards last year. Really good player. Look, look this is this is a – I'm seeing – I'm seeing – let me the best way to put this. There's, there's different styles in this one, right? Purdue is all passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse has been more of a run team over the years. So we, we're looking at competing styles, clashing styles in this. And I, I will go with the running team every time because they're the ones who usually control the clock a little bit better. They're at home as well. Uh, I think Louisville was was talking this past week about how loud it was in the dome. I know, yeah, Syracuse uh, home atmosphere is not something we think about a lot. But I, yeah. I, I think there's real momentum with Syracuse right now. I really do. Uh, this is a make or break year for Dino Babers. They, they've been playing well. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to try and keep selling this one more. I like Syracuse. This is pretty much a pick them, right? Syracuse or Purdue. 
Yeah. Uh, and and I, I like Syracuse in this one. So I think for Penn State's sake, Penn State fans want Purdue to do well, obviously. But um, I, I think the Orange are going to get this win and move to 3-0 and tomorrow. Anything else in this game that you like? Any other action you want to take or that you have no. your eye on that's not a part of the official? No, okay. because, I mean, the over-under, it, again, it's competing styles, right? It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Purdue, if Purdue is able to whoop up on this defense, then, yeah, the, the over is realistic. But I, I, I think it's, it's going to be pretty even. I mean, Purdue's going to get their points. I'm not saying they're not going to get their points. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I just I think Sean Tucker's great. I think Garrett Schrader looks like the best quarterback that Syracuse has had in quite some time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just from watching those first two games, I really watched them against Louisville. I mean, they, they kicked Louisville's butt, we'll say, uh, in that game. And uh, I, I just – right now, it's obviously, it's only week three, but I think Syracuse has a real chance to go into a bowl game this year. So let's check out our second game. Throw this back up here. Georgia, South Carolina. What do you see here? Well, what do you think I'm picking in this one? Is anyone really going to take South Carolina <laughs> in this game? I mean, no, I no chance. It. No. Uh, so look, South Carolina is ranked one, 121 right now in Havoc rate, which is basically Havoc allowed, excuse me, uh, which means they're allowing a ton of tackles for loss. They're allowing a ton of sacks, a ton of interceptions, all that good stuff. And now they're playing Georgia. <laughs> like It's not going to get any the easier. Kings of Havoc. Right. And uh, Spencer Rattler, I mean, he's, he's been making a lot of mistakes in this one. I mean, I, I, I'm going to just keep this pretty simple. Uh, Georgia's won this game 45-16 last year or two years ago. They won it 40-13 last year. Uh, I think South Carolina, you know, they 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 kind of rallied a little bit late in the year last year, but I don't think they're anything special. You know, we'll, we'll look at what look at what Georgia did against the Ducks. Uh, get, give me Georgia minus twenty four all day, every day. I, I don't have a lot of points and and you know things to to note about this one, but I just I just see two teams that are on completely different levels. I think Georgia's going to smack smack a lot of teams this year, and uh, you know, twenty four is not that much, especially considering some of the spreads you're going to see from Georgia later in the year. So their demise is greatly exaggerated, losing all that talent. They're still uh, the kings of havoc. They're still the defense that will generate a lot of offense for the offense is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, they lost a lot of talent, but they have you seen their recruiting classes? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they have a lot to spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're there. I mean, they're I think Georgia is going to be the team of this decade. I know we're still talking about Alabama. I think when we look back six, seven, eight years from now, this is going to be Georgia's decade. And I, and I, you know, they obviously last year they got their first one and I see many more to come. Maybe, I don't know if it'll be this year. I still would. I know Alabama struggled against Texas, but if anything, that's a wake up call for Alabama. Like the fact that they won that game, you know, got out of there and, you know, now, now Saban has all the fuel he needs to, you know, really get into this team. That that's, that's bad for people who want, don't want Alabama to win this year. But beyond yeah. that, like I said, I, I really believe this is going to be Georgia's decade. So our next game, Iowa, Nevada, and Iowa, how they can't score 23 points. So tell oh. me what you're looking at. What are you looking at in this game? Oh, have you seen Nevada, buddy? Have you seen Nevada? No. I just My told you God, I, didn't know, like, so I didn't know the whole thing with Marshall. So, of course, I That's haven't true. seen Nevada yet. Yeah, if you didn't watch the biggest <laughs> upset of the week last week, I guess you haven't watched Nevada. So Nevada gave up 300-plus yards last week to freaking New Mexico State. New Mexico State is the worst absolute worst team in FBS. They gave up 55 points to incarnate word. What is incarnate <laughs> word? I don't even No, Actually, I will clarify. I do know what they are. And they're actually not a bad FCS program, but they gave up 55 points to incarnate word the other day. I mean, Nevada is one of the worst teams. Uh, look, if Spencer Peters can't move the ball, he'll get yanked early in this game. Nevada is all about running the ball. The only thing Nevada's yep. been able to do this year is run the ball a little bit. 
They're playing Iowa. They're not going to run the ball against Iowa, guys. That's yeah. not happening. Uh, and look, I mean, I'm always about buy low, sell high. Like that. That's that's how I look at plays, right? Buy, you know, find a team when they're at its lowest. Find a team when everybody's ripping on them all week, uh, which is you know what what I, the situation I was in right now. Uh, I, I think they can absolutely win this game, 31 to seven. You know, 31 to nothing. Like I, I actually do expect Iowa. Um, to, and not only that, they got to gain momentum. They need to gain confidence. There's a lot of reasons for them to not pull their starters uh, in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. I, I think Iowa's going to put a <laughs> bully on poor Nevada, but uh, Nevada's really taken a step back over the last couple of years, and I think people are going to see that on on Saturday. Give me Iowa minus 23. Well, I'm I'm falling into all of the things you're saying because I, you know, I'm I'm selling real low on Iowa. But uh, the whole world is. That's why we're taking them. I'll offer you an alternate ending to this uh, game. And that is Iowa controls the ball and goes on a seven minute drive each quarter and wins uh, 21 to nothing. And they are. No, they're going to win 24 to nothing. (laughs) They're going to win 24 to nothing. Kick one field goal. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, trust me, I'm not worried about that. I, I I feel good about that play. I feel good about my next play too. Our next play is the play of the as the play of the week, without a doubt. And it's Fresno State getting 13 against USC. Um, guys, USC's not that good, and we're we're making them into be something that they're they aren't. Uh, so look, I, I don't, if any of you guys watched that Stanford game last week, I mean Stanford ran all over USC. I mean they they drove on them the entire game. And it's Stanford we're talking about here. I mean, Stanford rushed for 221 yards last week, averaged five yards per carry against USC. Um, Stanford's line guys, is not good. They have not been good for a long time. Yes, maybe they're getting a little bit better, but uh, Stanford's not a quality program. Yes, USC did end up covering that spread, but I mean, Stanford had the opportunity for a backdoor multiple times in that fourth quarter and just wasn't able to get it. I think Fresno State's a quality team. They're coming off a loss to Oregon State last week. Oregon State is a quality team this year, too. We're, they're going to definitely be in best, bet, best bets later in the year. Uh, but, yeah, I just this is going to be a shootout, guys. This is a 70 uh, – an over-under is 74. USC is going to get their points. I like Jake Hayner a lot. I think Jake Hayner is a quality quarterback for Fresno State. One other thing, too. USC is 108th in the country right now and allowing explosive rushing plays. So Fresno State's going to get their yards on the ground. It's just not going to have to be a passing game. I actually kind of think Fresno State can upset them. I, I didn't play it, but I, I do think it's actually possible. I like Jordan Mims a lot. Fresno State has a quality running back. He's better than anybody that that Stanford was pulling out there last week. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a high scoring game. Probably a 40 to you know low 40s to, to high 30s kind of game. This is way too many points. I think Fresno State should be getting eight, nine. I'll gladly take 13 with the Bulldogs. You're listening to the BWI Daily Edition. It's Ryan Snyder's best bets. We've got one more game to get to. That is the game of the week, Penn State Auburn. But before we get to that, make sure you like the video. Should have told you this earlier in the video because uh, it, you know it, it's important that I remind our fans and listeners because I forget stuff all the time. All the time. Like yesterday, uh, maybe to post the audio of the show where there's some malfunctions in our uh, distribution platform. So help <laughs> me, who is uh, endlessly scatterbrained, to, to defeat one thing. The almighty algorithm. We cannot what? defeat the algorithm <laughs> without you. Help us defeat the almighty algorithm to make sure our videos get to as many Penn State fans as possible. Like the video, subscribe. Have you not seen that? I've been playing that for like I a thought month. God was talking to me for a second. I'm like, what? What was that? 
<laughs> what was that? I've not. You're seen the first that, person no. who's actually reacted to it. Nate just sits there like. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was the mix between God and. Uh... Oh man, my jokes ruined now. I can't think of the guy who owns Facebook. But anyway, go on. Uh, so yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Let's. Thank uh... you. Yeah. Let's get to the last game of the week here after everyone likes and subscribes. And if you're listening on the podcast version, make sure you download and you subscribe there as well. We are churning out uh, all kinds of new listeners. I appreciate everybody. So let's get you the good stuff. Let's get you the last game that you want to know about. And you're going to get a full game preview from Ryan. And I Penn state Auburn. What do you see here? What is your best bet? And then we'll get into the, the preview. All right, so we we hype this game up every week, guys. I got I got bad news for you. I have no read on this game at all. T Frank makes me pick this game, but I wouldn't <laughs> touch this game ever if I didn't have to pick this game. I look at my picks. I took Penn State mainly because I didn't want to get yelled at from you guys. I have no idea. I mean, I, I can absolutely see Auburn winning this in a you know low scoring couple. You know, winning by a field goal. I can absolutely see Penn State. Uh, winning this by three to seven. Uh, I don't, I, I do like the under. I mean, if anything, I shot, I probably should have picked the under in this. And maybe that'll be my official play. We'll do under 48 is, is what the over under is. But I, I just, I would not touch this game. You're going to have a lot of chances to bet on Penn state this year. This is the game. You're going to learn everything guys. Like there are, there are points in your team season where you learn stuff. And yeah, we kind of learn stuff at Purdue, we're going to learn stuff Saturday. We're going to learn yeah. a lot about this team. That just to me that's that's why you don't you don't play this game. But if you had to play it, I like the under. You know, I have a bunch of coworkers who like the over too, so who knows. <laughs> Go on, T Frank. Uh so here's my general read on Auburn. I don't like their quarter. I really don't like their quarterbacks. I love their running backs. I don't really like their offensive line. I know nothing about their receivers because of said quarterbacks. Their secondary is okay, and their the front seven is good. Mm-hmm. So what does that equal? That equals kind of, that's eh, an average team. Is Penn State an average team? And I think that's what you just said, is we're going to learn something about P- Penn State because they need to go on the mm-hmm. road and beat what I think is a middling Auburn team with good talent in spots. I think the front, uh, the defensive front for Auburn is going to be the biggest challenge for the Nittany Lions even more so than the running game, because I, I just think the Penn State is the athletes. They have the speed to contain that Auburn rushing attack. Do they have the speed to get outside and break contain against Auburn? And then the next thing is, do they have enough speed at receiver to catch those balls and make something happen after the catch? Uh, they've gotten they've broken some tackles and done that. But, you know, this is the thing. I'm going to I'm going to set up for this one. Auburn isn't hiding anything. So they haven't really done anything defensively. And everyone's wondering like, oh, well, maybe they're saving everything for non-conference Penn State. They just don't do anything interesting defensively. Like they, mm-hmm. they have some good wrinkles. They'll take Hall, the linebacker number or the defensive end number 29, and they'll move him about the formation. They'll go three down and then he's the insert rusher wherever. Right. So that that is a bit of a wrinkle. That's pretty good. Th- this year, as opposed to last year, they'll actually blitz one extra guy. And maybe I'm just desensitized now by watching Manny Diaz throw literally kitchen sinks at people and faucets and drains that I'm just like, oh, that's cute. You brought five. You you created that situation. Um, they don't do a whole lot of complex stuff. The most interesting thing they've done defensively in coverage, especially, and you know, when you watch the full thing is 
they're playing a little more too high safeties. Last year, they were very vanilla, cover three, basic stuff. And Sean Clifford, for all of his flaws, can read stuff when you give it to him. Mm-hmm. So if they give him reads, I don't have any I don't have any problem giving Penn State. Uh, my bold prediction is that they'll get a three touchdown win in this game. I, <sighs> I just yeah. Well, I'll who's gonna that. score? <laughs> who's gonna score for Auburn? Like it's Bro. gonna come down to Nick Singleton <clears throat> making big plays, but I don't see any points for Auburn. Okay, cut this clip next week if they win by three touchdowns. I do not see that happening. And, and you can I, you can blast it all out there. You can, we can put it on. Actually, I'm going to stop talking now because they might do that now. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> um, but here's the only thing I'm going to say though, uh, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I think you know this is Penn State plays up to their competition and they play yes. down to their competition. So yep. whether Penn State's the better team or not. That's their issue, and that's been their issue for a long time. You know what Penn State's record is? You know what Franklin's record is in situations like this with their their away favorite of less than seven points? They're four and nine against the spread. And I know we're talking more, um, you know, uh, straight up wins and losses, but like yeah. they yeah, yeah. they don't do well in these situations when they're on the road, expected to win. And now now they're going on the road to Auburn. I mean, you know, a lot yeah. of those are on the road at Indiana, on the road at. Rutgers, you know, on the yep. road at Maryland, you know, and, and they're still not covering spreads in those games. So I just, that's, that's my concern. And that's why I just, I'm not touching this game. I don't, I don't think Penn State, I mean, I know, I know thousands of you are going to play this game and I get it. Uh, yep. That's what I used to do. That's what I'm wearing a Philly shirt. I play the Phillies blindly all the time because I'm an idiot, but, uh, <laughs> and that's how you feel alive. I just, yeah. As, <laughs> right. As, as just the journalist though covers it and, and looking at it from, uh, you know, the, the 30,000 view, I just, there are a lot of other opportunities to play Penn state. They don't do well in these situations. They play up to their competition, which is why they play Ohio state. Well, more often than not, they play down to their competition as well. And this is one of those situations where, yeah, I think if you watch that San Jose state game, you watch that. I didn't really, really watch Mercer, but I did watch some of San Jose state. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that Penn state should be licking their chops about, but I just, I don't, I got to see it before I believe it. And and this is we'll, we'll find out. I'm so let me just say and I know that this sounds like I'm I'm going back on what I just said. I think it's possible it's more possible that Penn State wins by 3 touchdowns than Auburn wins by 3 touchdowns. Oh, I agree with because that. Yes. I I don't I that's not my prediction. I my bold prediction is that Penn State can get there. I know. Realistically, it's going to take uh, answering a lot of the ifs you're talking about. And I think you're correct going. The biggest thing that, that, uh, that Auburn has going for them right now, other than I, like I'd say the, the front seven is that um, Penn state has never really traveled to Auburn. James Franklin talked about being there when he was at Vanderbilt, but the players have never been there. I think the heat could be an actual problem. I think the heat and humidity, I know this is a great condition team, but I don't know that it's a team that's used to playing in that environment and humidity is the worst. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, but as far as like schematically, and this is, this is part of the problem is I've spent all week trying to demystify the Auburn tigers as this big, scary, menacing sec foe. And I'm like, they're like every other team Penn state plays. There's, there's virtually no difference between them and mm-hmm. the other teams in the big 10 that play a similar style of football. The offensive line, particularly for Auburn, I think is closer to Penn State and their levels of ability than they are to 
even Michigan last year or some of the other Mm -hmm. better teams that Penn State has played over the years, including Arkansas in the bowl game, which maybe they didn't have the most talent, but they were a very cohesive unit. I don't see a whole lot of explosive elite level blocks from that front five. So when I hear is Penn State going to get run on, the question I have is, is Penn State going to be in their gap? Because if Penn State doesn't get out of their gap and they maintain discipline and they don't make a mental mistake, as long as they rally and tackle, which is going to be the actual hard part, I don't know what Auburn does offensively. And that's where, you know, the under, I'm with you on that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was trying to look at the weather. It's going to be 87 tomorrow. It says during the day, humidity is 60%, but it says at night it's 77%. I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but uh, I'm not a weather guy. So, but, but, but I mean, hey, if the humidity is in the 70, you know, 77% and 87 yeah. degrees tomorrow, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty miserable. So we'll see. But again, uh, I predicted Penn State uh, in, in my predictions. I guess for my, for my official play, we'll go under, we'll go under 48 in this one. But I just think this is going to be a game that uh, obviously, I mean, it's a, I'm not going to say make or break a season, but man, you get this win, you're three and Oh, uh, Buckeyes don't come to town for another month. I mean, you, you yeah. can really gain some momentum here. Uh, it's, it's, and it's a massive swing game for James too. I mean, yes, that contract signed and he's not going anywhere, but he needs, he needs a big win like this. He needs a big road win like this. Uh, yeah. and you know, we'll, we'll see if they get it. I just have seen so many times, like I said, where they, they play down to their competition. And I, I do think Penn state's a better team, but, uh, you know, Jordan Hare is an awesome environment, and you know we'll we'll, we'll see if TJ. I mean, look at I look at like Anthony Richardson against Utah, and I look at Anthony Richardson against Kentucky. Like, yeah, yeah, I know those teams aren't San Jose State, but all you need is just TJ Finley to have the game of his life, and and you know we're we're talking about something totally different. I, do I think it's going to happen? No, but from week to week, it's college football. That's why we love college football too, man. This is why yeah. I love college football. It's just it's so unpredictable and and uh you know it's 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 the best sport in the world in my opinion so looking forward to this one and i'm really jealous for all of you who are down there this weekend one last thing is and this is this is an interesting kind of out of the my regular t franks out of left field question what's the uh thing you want to learn most about penn state because you said penn you're gonna learn linebackers. a lot about penn state linebackers uh, it's gonna be linebackers all year for me all year because we know that secondary is and i know what that defensive line is too i mean I, yeah. the defensive line isn't you know, they're not terrible, but they're, they're not elite. You know, I, I just, I know what those two are and I know what, I feel like I know what the offense is. I don't know what those, what that linebacker core is and, and we'll, and we'll learn tomorrow. I know what Curtis Jacobs is. I don't really know what Tyler Ellison is yet. I, I think, I mean, I I've seen Abdul Carter. I, we're not going to know what Abdul Carter is for another year or so, but you yeah. know, I just, there's so many questions with those four or five guys, uh, that, you know, we'll, we'll learn a lot. I mean, they have to – you talk about playing in your gaps and stuff. I mean, boom, those those, those yep. are the key guys with that tomorrow. So the, it's all about linebackers to me. And I think I was saying that last year, and I'm going to keep saying it again this year uh, because they are – you know, they're, they're the ones with – I don't want to say a target on the back, but they're, they're the ones that a lot of people are focusing on if, these, if this defense is going to reach its potential, which I think they can. I mean, I really like yeah. Tyler Elson a lot. I think he's a smart player. I think Curtis Jacobs is a future NFL player. Like, they have – Yep. They have it all there. It's just, you know, experience and putting it together. So um, yeah. excited to see what they do. And I think this is, so James Franklin mentioned, this isn't really a Mike linebackers game talking about mm-hmm. Purdue. Tyler Elsden from probably the day he was born until now, the one thing he's been exceptional at is playing the run. 
He yeah. was really good in high school. It was the one thing, you know, that flashed early during the blue-white game, the last couple of years of him playing uh, in some of those spot duties we saw, and in the bowl game of being in your gap, making offensive linemen fight to block you, and then mm -hmm. if you can, get your arms and tackle. I don't really have mm -hmm. a problem with him. I think if you wanted to uh, wave the I told you so flag, Jonathan Sutherland against Jarquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby in space, yeah. That's my that is where I'm looking in this game. And then when Kobe King gets in the game, is he going to be where he needs to be as a redshirt mm -hmm. freshman playing that Mike linebacker position? Those are the two that I'm keeping my eye on. And then the defensive line, James Franklin mentioned you there's so many moving parts up front where you've got yeah. guys slanting, stunting, twisting. If one guy just overshoots his gap, that's a huge problem. And I they did better last week, but this is the game that's going to test how good this defensive conceptually is and how they can execute it. Cause they're not going to that. The point of this to, is that they are actually going to run the football at this team and they're not going to give up on it. So we'll yeah. see. I, I we'll think see. the D line is what they were last year, but they don't have Arnold Abiketti now. Yep. Uh, that'll do it. That's our preview. That's our show. Thanks so much, Ryan, for coming on and giving us all of your insights, both Intel and prognostication. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. Our uh, post-game show coming up tomorrow. 5-0. and oh. that, going, did it backwards. 5-0. Oh. Going 5-0. and oh. going 5-0. and oh. Take <laughs> us out, T-Frank. We will uh, we'll have the live show coming up after the, 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 the conclusion of Penn State and Auburn that's coming up immediately after that. And, of course, we'll be back for our Monday live recap show. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you tomorrow.